0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Tom Parrish, and you're listening to Color Talk. And yes, you heard right. The name of this podcast has changed. The name Color Talk aligns with the path of exploration we're all on, not just as creators of media, but as humans wanting to find greater awareness of color in our lives from a variety of technical and artistic influences. So up next is a conversation with Eric Norell, product manager of AJA Video Systems. We're going to talk about a fairly new mini-converter they have called the LUT Box. All right, so for today, we're going to be talking about hardware. But stay tuned. I have some shows with artists in mind. It's not all going to be tech talk. For example, check out a recent show called Why That Color, Why Not? on tomparish.com to get a hint where I'm going with this show. All right. So, Eric, welcome to the show. How's it going, Tom? Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's going well, thank you. I know you've been traveling quite a bit. I think you're just back from IBC and all the event excitement there. Is that true?
1: Yeah, AJ had a uh, had a great IBC, and um, you know one of one of our, our new releases at the show was was Mini Config and the lot Box. So, I've been spreading the good word around the world, and uh, it's good to be back um, and uh, rested up from the show.
0: Cool. Uh, well, before we jump into the LUT box,
1: what's the Mini Config? Uh, mini config is a software that we use to control the LUT box, and um, in this case, uh, we had a firmware update that um, to update your LUT
0: box, you have to load Mini Config to uh, to get. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be talking more about that then. Well, actually, if I remember correctly, the uh, AJ LUT box was released at NAB this year, 2014, right? Yep, and so
1: yeah, we just did a bit of a feature rev at IBC, and um, you know, at AGA we try to uh, try to get a product out there and, and keep adding features where we can um, to uh, you know further benefit our users, and because um, you know you you can always do more with with the hardware, generally speaking.
0: I uh, I would imagine this is in response to some degree to some marketing trends, marketing changes with regards to interest in. Display calibration, or you know, um, log, you know, converting log uh, coming out of cameras into proper display. I mean, what what what's been the driving trend for this?
1: We started with mini converters in the uh, in the early '90s, and that was one of the backbone products, um, and continues to this day uh, with AJA. And wow. we're known for our twenty seven, our twenty four seven, um, you know workflows and a lot of people had been using our SDI to HDMI and HDMI to SDI converters and they've had just been begging us to add some LUT functionality to to one Got of the it. boxes. Makes um, sense. And uh, they're, they're used to using our boxes on the back of a lot of monitors already both in broadcast and in post and uh, they've just been begging for us to add uh, you know a LUT box. So
0: we did we even called it LUT box. <laughs> Well, I saw it at NAB. I think the uh, SpectraCal guys had a little spot in your booth there, and they were showing how it would uh, download a a three D lut, for instance, once it was ca- calculated in there, and looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, and
1: we've been we've been working with those guys, and we're hoping to have um, you know some integrations in the future. But uh, you know, this is a, a great tool for monitor calibration.
0: Right. Well, um, actually. If I remember correctly, I'm kind of jumping ahead on a question here, but it's sort of appropriate at this point. Was this thing, wasn't the price point something under $1,000? Yeah, we were able
1: to get the price point down to $695 on this box. Oh, wow, yeah. you have HDMI out on it too, right? Correct. So it actually has a couple of connections, in. it can do single or dual-link 3G input. Um, cool. So you can you know match some of the older 3G cameras with the newer stuff. Uh-huh. And then it gives you both an SDI and an HDMI output. Um, on the SDI output, you can actually bypass the LUT. So if you still are recording or, or wanting to monitor your, your log or, or, or other footage, you've got that option. And then the HDMI path always has the LUT applied, although obviously you don't have to apply a LUT at all. You can just use it for a converter as well.
0: Cool. Well, then. Why don't we go through the list of features? Because there's quite a few of them in this little box. So you just mentioned uh, two, three G SDI inputs and and simultaneous. What else? What about what size is the lot? Um,
1: well, that's actually. A great question. We added that's one of the features that I can expand upon that we added at IBC. Okay, Um, originally it just supported the 17-point cubes um, in a couple of formats: .lut, uh, .3dl, .cube, and .txt. Um, We were able to add um, 16-point cubes at IBC, um, which was a nice, a nice little ad. But the big ad was that we were able to actually do a 1D um, LUT in front of the 3D LUT now mm, in wow. the box. So nice. it can actually hold a total of, um, of four LUTs in the box. Two 1Ds and two 3Ds. And gives you A B toggles between um, each one of those sets, so you can switch your your one Ds and, and look at them uh, in, a, in kind of a toggle situation, or your three D and uh, and turn them off and then switch them pretty easily. It's a nice so, little
0: UI change in our in our app. So it's a twelve bit twelve bit image processing, uh, ten or twelve bit, ten or twelve. Okay, cool, and. Um, and you got audio output on the thing too. Correct. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're when you're
1: shopping for a lut box, you're probably not looking for audio connectors. But we uh, we already had them on the on the circuit board, so we figured <laughs> let's let, let's put the R and L right there it, for yeah. you. <laughs> it, it is. It does make the box more flexible and more handy for yeah. for a few things.
0: Oh no! I mean, it's like okay. It's got SDI out or now for your audio, right? So now you got to get a converter to go from there to, you know, right? It's a pain. Correct. And, and your famous five-year warranty. Yeah.
1: And, you yeah. uh, know, yeah, we take our, our products very seriously. I mean, we built built this company around mini converters, and we really do believe in these things. I've got a couple of them myself that are 15 or more years old. Still Whoa. work fine. Um, <laughs> although I'm not doing as much SD and Betacam stuff these days. Um <laughs> but uh, actually we do have a couple of pretty nice audio features that are standard in in several of our converters that include audio offset in frames Um, so if you are trying to sync the audio with a monitor that uh, um, in a facility you do have a a frame offset in the audio and you can actually um, you know take two channels uh, and map do some audio mapping as well although obviously it's a lot box it also allows you to to uh, change from PSF to, to progressive, depending on what monitors you may be using in the field.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, we try to we basically uh, you know when you're making a converter, you gotta gotta work with as many devices as you as you possibly can, and so we we've got uh, you know all of the stuff that you would come to expect with some of the uh, high five and high five converters, um, you know, with this added LUT functionality.
0: All right, let's talk a little bit about what this amazing little box can do uh, in a production environment. Where, where do you see these getting put in place? Why, why would someone want one at this point? I know that sounds like a pretty basic question to ask, but you'd be surprised at the number of people that come to one of the pages I have is what is a lot and why would you want to use it? So... Where do you see it being used? Um, well, I've seen it used in a,
1: in a bunch of different ways. I alluded to it briefly uh, earlier in this conversation yeah. um, with the matching older 3G cameras with newer 3G cameras. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, a, say, if you're shooting and you've got a couple of Panasonics or a couple of Sonys that you're trying to match with a couple of Panasonics or a couple of Sonys, Right. Um, all, all of those cameras are capable of putting out a very nice image, but they're all going to be slightly different in how, in how that color um is, is reflected on a screen and then again um, if you're using a consumer or a professional monitor um, what you actually see and what you're uh, uh, you know in broadcast you, you would want to see is going to be different than what's coming directly out of the, the, uh, the camera and so a lot of times this has you know been the prime use case so far um, is matching some of those cameras, cameras live mm-hmm. um, And, uh, you know, that's been a nice, you know, foothold for us. Obviously, the the monitor calibration aspect is um, a very different workflow, but you've got to have your monitors properly calibrated so so that looking at your live signals is even possible to know what you're truly looking at, as you know. Um, So it it kind of does double duty in in some of those workflows, both on the calibration uh, side and on the the live look side.
0: All right. Well, just out of fairness, there's, I guess, from a hardware point of view, there's a couple of... Competitors, you've got the uh, the Blackmagic HD Link, which has been out there but hasn't been updated in years, I imagine. Yeah, and uh, and then of course you have the Fujifilm um, IS Mini, which is a little different because it includes some other things. But but the HD Link is probably the most direct competitor price wise, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, that one is uh, in in all three boxes. Definitely have different workflows in their uh, intention, Um, and they all have a lot of fans actually. (laughs) Um, And uh, you know we're the new kid on the block in in this field and in this market. Sure. And uh, our box does function a little different than the other two, Um, but uh, yeah, price wise we are closest to the Black Magic box. I think I think the main differentiator between our box and the others is ours isn't. Architected with live uh, grading in mind, so right. ours is, is more of a look box. Um, you can apply looks fairly quickly, but it's not—it's not a live grading tool um, in the
0: sense of the IS Mini or the HD Link. Well, it's probably fair enough for the trade-off in price. You know, when you think about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I think ours is designed with a little bit more. Um, it, 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 you know, we've got really hard, high quality hardware in there, and it really is designed to run twenty four seven. Which, right. um, you know, some of those other or other boxes are are designed for for
0: that, and some of them aren't. So right. Well, so uh, maybe the last thing then to cover uh, is. Uh, software. How, how, if one did want to use it for display calibration, for instance, um, I know the SpectraCal Kalman uh, works directly with it, which will build a lot in it, the way that it does, and then download it. What, what else, uh, what other systems work with it?
1: Well, we've been working with a lot of companies. Um, yeah. You know I've been using uh, uh, Pomforts application to generate Luts for the box. Um, oh yeah,
0: that's cool app.
1: Um, their app' is very cool. It is designed more for the live grading workflow right. that I was talking about us not serving as well. but, right. but. Um, I do I build a lot of packages of grades in in their application and I use those those grades for various things. So I kind of carry around a, you know a USB stick with a bunch of uh, different <laughs> Luts I've built depending on what what I may be trying to match or or mess around with. Well, that's cool. Um, I've also been using. Um, there's a couple of inexpensive LUT translation apps. Uh, one called Briz LUT Creator. Briz LUT. Um, How yep. do you spell
0: that? I haven't heard. B R
1: I Z. It was an inexpensive application on the uh, on the Windows platform. Uh huh. And um, it, it, it's been pretty handy in uh, in testing and uh, for some LUT creation. There's also an, a little application. I think it's designed more for uh, still photographers, but the uh, the creators of the application reached out to me because they had so many people that were using their LUT creator. I think it's called 3D LUT Creator. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's a yeah, great definitely. little app. It um, is. And so you can, I take a little screenshot of what I'm trying to match. I throw it in there, and I can play around with a little bit. And um, it's actually a nice tool because it can do all sorts of different LUTs in, in different and for both Photoshop and for uh, for you know video stuff. Um, and then there's one called the LUT Translator that's on the um, the Mac App Store. Um, which is really handy for for converting lots of different formats. And uh, it also kind of has a LUT database um, that you can build in there so you can have a bunch of different stuff ready to go, which has been handy.
0: Yeah, you mentioned it to me on a previous call. You said uh, it was kind of like a LUT management tool for you. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I I like it for that and also the converting things in and out of various um, different applications.
0: Um, Well, it it occurred to me as a colorist, uh, I have... I don't know, a few LUTs that I use myself, but I mean, a lot of them are just things that I've bought and gotten from other people that come in different tools. And and the moment you said that, I thought, you know what, that's a really good idea. Because basically all the LUTs are sort of shoved in all kinds of little cubbyhole file directories Mm -hmm. (laughs) throughout my system. And I'm like, how would I take any of those and move them somewhere else? Or, you know, like what a great idea to put them all in one place.
1: So. Yeah. And uh, another tool that's been one of the most helpful um, tools um, has been the RE LUT generator on the RE website, um,
0: oh, yeah. which is a free
1: tool. They have a dailies, post-production, different types of LUTs. They have 1Ds and 3Ds um, and they support, uh, they have basically the file formats of, of every major uh, color application out there. And so they they will even write you a whole folder of different um, looks based on – obviously, it's designed around matching the the RE cameras. Yeah. Um,
0: You can use it. I mean, I've done it. I did it one time. But there's some good log C to to linear and good log C to video lots on there. One time, just for fun, I took a 5D, Canon 5D Mark III project that someone had done. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was an indoor shot. It was a physical fitness woman who runs this bodybuilding shop and whatnot. So they were going for kind of a amped-up look, you know. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a specific, like, this color versus that color. They just wanted something different. So on a on a lark, I went to that RE site because uh, i had heard about it. And I, you know, pulled a few things off of there and used that as a LUT in the um, – as a creative lot basically and, and resolving, wow, that worked really well. I mean, who knew right? You know, yeah, so. that, it's a great tool that they've got on there. and they also do provide um,
1: you know some of their log footage. so mm-hmm. um, it's a great place to get started yeah, um, just learn. so you have something to to know what it should look like and uh, you know <laughs> have the right thing to, to apply those looks um, and kind of play around with it. Um, that's really handy too, since we've added the 1D feature. You can you can do some of the same things that you used to have to do a 3D lot in in a 1D, and then apply. Um,
0: just the flexibility there has been very well received. Makes a lot of sense. Well, Eric, thanks for taking some time with me today. On this is very interesting. I it was kind of a bonus here, getting all these different. LUT uh, creation and management tools uh, here at the end. I'm going to have to pull these out, put them in the blog article. So thank you well, very much. Well, I've
1: got a, a couple more things to add actually there. And uh, that's really one of our other big announcements at IBC was we have yeah. a new new command line interface for integrating um, the LUT box with, with these applications. So <laughs> um, if there's anyone out there who, who's got a color application or wants to see, um, I encourage you to you know contact AJA and, and ask for Eric N, that's me <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and we, we can chat I'd love to love to get you guys running with the box
0: absolutely anything else
1: um, I think I think that's about it I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to to some more integrations that I'll be able to talk about soon um, but yeah cool. the, uh, the box has been well received and it's a fun uh,
0: new foray for, uh, for AJA yeah where you know I was just I was just counting out on my fingers like uh, NAB you know five six months away now <laughs> It's like time for the march up again. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of brutal with
1: NAB and IBC being staggered <laughs> like that because you're always uh, cranking for one of those two shows and, and new yeah. products and, and, and announcements and all that stuff.
0: All right. Well, you take care. Thank you very much. Hey, look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to Color Talk. This is Tom Parrish. I'm Austin, Texas. I'm a colorist here, and I want to hear from you. If you have any ideas, thoughts, For some feedback on these shows, let me know. We'll add those in and see where we go next. And remember, bring your best to life.